You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. I'd love to welcome our guest, who's Tom Cronin, a very, very successful Sydney businessman and personal life coach who has accumulated a wealth of information over time. He's also a film producer, a public speaker, an author, so many things. So rather than me um, chatting on about that, I'd like to get into more depth about what Tom does. So Tom, welcome. And would you like to tell us more about what you do? Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be here and wonderful to meet everyone. Not that I'm really meeting, but you know, sharing space, I guess, with everyone that's listening in today. Um, as you said, I'm a meditation teacher. A lot of my work is in conscious leadership. So working with companies and helping their staff. So Amazon, Coca-Cola, um, Union Bank of Switzerland, Commonwealth Bank. So I work with but also um, working with individuals. So that's conscious leaders on the planet that are really looking to grow the business and scale what they're doing. So a lot of mentoring, a lot of coaching in conscious leadership space. And I see that the world is in a very turbulent, discombobulated state right now. We're very ruffled and very disturbed and there's a lot of sickness and mental and physical. And so um, there's definitely a way forward and love the work that you're doing and working with people to really find physical and mental health and wellness as well as spiritual as well. Yes. So um, if, if people wanted to connect to you, where would they go? Where would they find you? And normally they'd go to Instagram at Tom Cronin. Uh, that's my main sort of place where I communicate with people a lot. And they can find me on Facebook at Tom Cronin Coach. And my website is TomCronin.com. So they're the main three areas that people would go to find my work. So typically what kind of um, issues would you help people with? What would be a typical thing that's very common out there that people need help with? Yeah, a big part of distortion that's happening in our society is obviously stress and how stress manifests in so many different ways. We've got anxiety, we've got depression, we've got uh, insomnia or poor sleep, uh, we've got poor concentration, um, poor relationships or relationship breakdown. Uh, these are some of the areas that uh, I get called upon most of the time, particularly in the corporate sector. And then going from there into more advanced things, we've got people wanting to explore deeper levels of consciousness and starting to want to deepen their meditation experience or they might just start you know working with some apps or doing their yoga and then they wanted to go further into what is it to be enlightened and what does an enlightened planet look like so it's really all ends of the spectrum yes so there's an old chinese saying which is um crisis is opportunity riding the dangerous wind so we we actually need to change our mind don't we to think of something that's disruptive not as necessarily bad, but as an opportunity to make something else better, to improve something, to improve ourselves, um, to be stronger, to forge that steel and the fire, to make us more resilient. And so that requires a certain way of looking at life in that we can, we can overcome anything really. Um, and it's just a matter of thinking about things the right way. Would you agree? Yeah, I really love how you mentioned that and covered that. It's so beautifully described. And the film that I produced and the book that I wrote called The Portal, it explores six individual stories that all had their own individual crisis and how they moved beyond that crisis using things like mindfulness and meditation 
to get to a more elevated state. And what we explore in the film is the idea of crisis, exactly as you said, that it's a, a tool of evolution. It's a mechanism that evolution uses to support and facilitate ongoing progress and growth. This is the nature of evolution. Everything must change and everything must evolve and grow. And what we have is stagnation that, that happens a lot individually in our lives, where we get stuck in old patterns that are recurring known and stagnation that happens as a civilization. And what inspired me to make the film was to look at my own stagnation that I'd been through that invited crisis to, to move me out of it. And also looking at humanity's stagnation. We've been doing the same thing over and over again with the same state of consciousness for so long. We have technological advancements, but our consciousness hasn't really grown and evolved that much in a long, long period of time. And that stagnation invites crisis to move us out of that stagnant state. And so crisis is only ever a form of evolution. Yes. I think people and societies get into a kind of groove that's a rut and it might serve a purpose for a particular period of time, but then changes the law of the universe. If we don't change the way we need to change, we can't keep up and then it creates a friction and that's the crisis. And so I'm really interested in why people want to stay in that rut because it's really a victim mentality. It's really a I'm in prison type of thinking, isn't it? I can't change anything. They did this. This happened to me. Um, yeah, how many times do you meet people just complaining about what someone did or the situation and they were powerless to do anything about it and then they they just become a victim and they get depressed because human beings, when they don't feel free, get depressed we're not meant to be in a prison. That's including physical or a mental prison. We're meant to feel a feeling of freedom. That's uh, how I have found it in my life's journey, that when you uh, don't move out of that rut, it becomes a prison. And then it's a downward spiral because the depression coincides with magnesium deficiency and the lower the magnesium gets, because we lose a lot under stress, the lower the magnesium gets, the more um, caught we get in that vortex, that downward spiral. So um, what I found in my life in the last 13 years particularly is uh, helping people with the application of magnesium via skin because through stress, the digestive system doesn't work very well. There's a limitation on how much magnesium we can take up. Um, then, you know, you maybe you might have gut issues all sorts of problems with digestion but through the skin you can take up more magnesium and instantly you feel a sense of calmness that you didn't feel before as you refill your magnesium tank and that helps you climb back out of the vortex but the use of the mind is exceptionally powerful because you need to believe that anything is possible wouldn't you say yeah absolutely you know thought such a powerful vessel or catalyst for change and you know going back to what you were saying you know why do people stay in those um, ruts you know that recurring state of known i really um remember coming back to tim ferris's quote once and can't remember which book it was his that he wrote that people will actually prefer to be unhappy than face change and it's amazing how much we normalize to living in a very substandard way rather than adapting uh and yet um, you know, we go to Einstein's quote, which is, you know, the strongest the species survives, it's the most adaptable. And so adaptive capacity is what moves us 
into more harmonious and successful experiences in life. And to be adaptive means to tune in to what is the message that I'm receiving through this experience right now? How is this experience, regardless of what it is, supporting me to grow, evolve and adapt and change and lead me to a more successful, more dynamic life? And, um, you know, unhappiness is really correlating to our resistance to change. It's a really interesting correlation between um, how much happiness we have and how um, how much adaptive capacity we have. And that's one of the things that I teach a lot of my clients is to learn to be greater, um, more adaptable to circumstances of life. Yes, so it's um, it's really looking at life as a kind of a game, isn't it? I think if you mm. look at it as you're playing and if you don't get something right in the game, if you didn't understand the rules, then you lose points. So if you treat it more like a game, you know that you can just practice and get better at that game. I, what A great influence on me was an audio book by Florence Scoville Shin called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And it really opened my eyes a lot uh, to the fact that we, we can, with our, some people call it a higher self, spiritual self, the, the higher part of us that uses I guess our ego and our physical body as a vehicle to get from A to B needs to be the master and in control and that's what engages when you believe you can do anything you can because that higher level of consciousness comes in to guide you because we kind of we see around corners can we but we can feel mm. the right path I think it's a little bit like going through a maze with a blindfold life and some of those corridors get you to a goal and other corridors are a dead end. And you kind of have to feel your way through so as not to waste too much time to find that right pathway for you. And everyone will have a different pathway, a different mission, a different thing to do that gives them a buzz and makes them happy. I always say to people, find your fun, find your fun. And that's the guidepost. Would you say that fun is a big contributor to helping us to work out the right pathway yeah it's interesting you reference that book and talking about the game of life you know one of the things that i um like to share with my clients is lila l-i-l-a which means in sanskrit um the dance of or in english as interpretation it means the dance of the divine and so what we have is this manifested world of form is the expression of divinity playing itself out through multiplicity and structure and form and when we start to really get into that sort of understanding the matrix and what's playing out here and, and how not to be feeling like we're a pawn in the matrix but we're actually the creator of the matrix in some way and we're actually playing in this beautiful moving dancing experience of um unmanifested experience in into manifestation then we we tend to play with it in a much lighter way and uh, almost like it becomes this beautiful playful experience even though like all games they have trials and tribulations as well as um you know wonderful joys as well well it's it's the the interaction isn't it it's almost like quantum physics where the observer influences the observed and mm. we we are both the receiver and the giver at the same time uh, but i think it's it's really a spiritual journey at the end of the day we we get these avatar bodies to um I, I, go through a journey of learning 
we learn through experience, but we have to think about the reasons for everything. I think everything has a meaning. And when I went through, I'm I'm going to be 64 soon. So I've I've had a lot of life challenges so far. And I've looked back and I've thought about them and I, I've realized that um, school wasn't very good at teaching life skills. And I made a lot of assumptions. A lot of my mistakes were assuming that what I was taught was right. And then I had to learn, well, that wasn't right. And I had to create my own pathway, but I still needed that higher guiding for uh, influence of, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Um, I and, that, and I achieved a lot of that knowledge or that feeling about what's right through uh, meditation. Um, and that helped me focus on my inner compass, that inner silent, quiet, zero point space with, I think that connects us with the intelligent universe where you where your creativity just opens up, you can access information. And when you can't get to that space, when you can't be in that still moment, then everything is staccato and um, uh, uh, inharmonious and just wears you down. So um, how when people come to you for help, how do you get them out of this state of frantic activity? where then they're not able to access that higher level of knowledge. How do you move the first them? Step, yeah, the first step is to teach them a technique of meditation that uses a mantra. And that mantra is a vessel or vehicle that takes the mind away from that stimulated world of thinking. And thinking, if we think about what thinking is, thinking is the projection of the mind to a form or phenomenon in the future, past or present that will trigger some degree of excitation and so that's what the mind does. It moves into duality where the subject, which is you, the thinking mind, moves to the object, which is form or phenomenon, future, past or present. And then the dynamic that activates through that experience of the mind going to that direction. So it might be, I'm going to go to that fight that I had with my brother or my sister. Now that experience, future, past or present, where my mind has gone to will now trigger some sensation or activation or excitation in the subject which is me and so we're doing this all day long not realizing how much that's happening so the first step i do is to teach them how to use the mantra that takes the mind in the opposite direction away from form and phenomenon away from duality and away from stimulation into a de-excited experience of consciousness itself and so when the mind moves into that place of just being simply conscious and aware and not thinking there's a profound state of de-excitation and deep restfulness that now comes over the body. And we've moved them out of the sympathetic nervous system state into the parasympathetic nervous system state. And that triggers an incredible transformational experience that happens in the body at a physiological, mental, and emotional level. And really for me, I don't work with anyone unless I've got them doing this experience because it's very difficult to work with someone in that hyper-stimulated, overexcited state. So that's yeah. the first thing I do is teach them that meditation. Yes, yeah, so um, it's it's in a way um, distracting the ego, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. it's it's giving it a, a job to do over there, so that you create a space for mm -hmm. that bigger connection of the higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's actually transcending the ego. 
So what happens in that particular style of meditation, not all meditations will get you into that state where the ego is really just the thinking mind, feeling body and physical apparatus. When we transcend that, what happens is we access what's called the fourth state, Turiya. And then in that place, we, we experience consciousness itself, which is independent of physical, mental and emotional state. Um, physical, mental and emotional state is not independent of consciousness, but consciousness is independent of physical, mental and emotional. So we've got to get into that state beyond ego to really have the full experience of what it is to be human. What it is to be human. And, and that's a big question today, isn't it? So we're asking a lot of questions as a society of, about who am I and what is it to be human? Am I a, am I a biological robot only or am, am I something else? Is something else driving this physical body that, that works at a higher level? And once you experience deep meditation and what it offers, you realize that you are something else much more than just the flesh and the blood and the ego and the physical side. You are something much greater. And I think people um, get into trouble when they forget or they don't know this and they become entrapped uh, by the physicality and, and it becomes a prison and a rut. And to be free, you need to free your mind. I think you need to understand. So the biggest help for me was to look at everything as not a problem or or it's a problem that can be solved and i have the power to overcome it change it make it better and then if something happens to me that's distasteful that i didn't expect that i didn't like i turn my higher self around and i look back at it and i go there was a reason that happened and there was something in it for me that's going to make me better and the more i look the more i find that thing and that means that nothing that happens is actually bad. And so that's so freeing, the concept of nothing that happens is actually bad and that you can move through anything is very liberating. Should we finish off on that theme? Yeah, it's such a lovely message, isn't it? It's, it's like putting the key in a lock and unlocking the mystery of life. When we have the the ability, the capacity to see that every experience is not actually happening to us, it's happening for us. And when we can actually, as you say, ask those questions when we're in the most difficult times, how is this serving me? How is this designed for, for me to improve my destiny and to improve the path that I'm on? And it's, it's so remarkable when we start to delve deeper and deeper into life and get out of that reactive duality state and start to be inclusive in the design of life itself yes reactive is just the ego self mm. but it it's not it's the tail wagging the dog so you yeah. need to bring your higher consciousness in to be the master in control and then you start to have fun because you have that feeling of freedom that you have power over your own life Mm, beautiful that is that is an amazing liberating thought so i hope a lot of people can connect with you tom and work out their own life path and learn the tools that will unlock those doors very very powerful mm. well thank you for like having to me today it's been anything. wonderful to share space with you yeah 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 i i, I um I'm so happy to have had this this conversation with you. I think it's super important at this point in time in human evolution 
we need to spread that message we need to learn how to do it and we need to show other people more and more the more collectively we can do these things the more we can change everything for the better and clean up the mess absolutely we're moving into a very new paradigm for the planet um we're 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 a long way off but we can get there quickly if we really accelerate this message and um, people like yourself with your podcast are, are part of that process of the proliferation and the collaboration that's happening on the planet where we're seeing this waking up happening exponentially so it's really exciting what where we're going i think yeah thank you so much for for the conversation i really enjoyed it today and all the best for the future and let's do it let's change everything <laughs> <laughs> absolutely thanks so much for your time it's been great to be here cheers the goal of the body charge podcast is to bring you empowering healthy lifestyle tips and information about how magnesium can help to alleviate stress and deficiency symptoms more than ever before we all need to be mindful of how to strengthen support and defend our body and mind for a more rewarding and joyful life. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share with others. If you wish to be notified of new Body Charge podcasts, you can subscribe at wherever you get your podcasts. To be notified of new blogs and product special offers, please subscribe to our newsletters at electromagnesium.com.au.